Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Welcome back to Children of Verte. We are so excited to be here again after our narrative break. Um, and let's jump in. Let's get started. Adam, who we, who's helping us out today? Oh, no, you're muted, Adam. <laughs> oh, no, that, that face. He looks so sad. Oh, no. Oh, I started to say that I forgot to pull up my list even. And so I am just completely firing <laughs> on all cylinders as we get started here today. But since I've done this enough, I might be able to improv our sponsors a little okay. bit tonight. And if I you don't, everyone in the cast can, can help me out, I'm sure. First of all, we have Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. So thank you so much for the support. And you can get an Electrum chest code on the overlay or bouncing around in chat, I'm sure now. So thank you, Idle Champions, for that support. We have Die Hard Dice, who has supplied our cast with, and I'm completely out <laughs> of alliterative things now. And so I'm going to continue to cast source this um, and see if anyone has any ideas mm. as I am completing. Are we everyone, on A or uh, anything? Or I think. Anything. Let's just not even oh, wait, no, constrain ourselves this time. Collectors, so we're on D. Yeah. D. D sounds D. good. Let's start with the D. Uh, hey, you know what starts with D? <laughs> what? Dice starts with D. Delightful dice. Delightful dice. Deborah's dice. Deborah's delightful dice. They should make that set. Die hard if you're listening. Love you it. can snag 10% off an order with the code Airtay at dieharddice.com. And we are going to be giving away a gift card in chat. So pay attention to the prompts for that. And then finally, Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. I am Adam Brad for the CDO at Demiplane. We have several interesting, fun things that are going on at Demiplane. Today we announced a 5e Nexus. And you can go to 5enexus.com and sign up for updates. So nothing to see here yet, but we have uh, some big plans for uh, independent publisher, uh, independent uh, third-party creator support going on uh, the basis of the uh, 5.1 SRD. So lots of fun coming for 5e Nexus. Check that out. And tonight I am playing Silas Jordan Sorrell, your dimensionally displaced magical super fan. First try. <laughs> Hey everybody, let me take my lozenge out of my mouth. It's annoying me. 
Uh, I'm Alicia Marie. You can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Body. I am a costume artist and obviously an RPG performer. I'm always, always doing new costuming content on my socials. So if you follow me there, you'll get to see just all the madness that I am up to on a regular basis. Tonight, I am playing Bruce Armstrong, the tall, the proud <laughs> attorney at law. And and for our wonderful idol champions folks, isn't there a little thing coming out tomorrow that you want to maybe say something about? Oh yeah, it's gotten announced. Go for it. <laughs> okay, my charity familiar Misty the Will O Wisp is introduced into the game tomorrow at twelve noon, and she's yeah. playable. You have to try her. She's absolutely adorable. Mm -hmm. You have to understand when I first pitched the idea to the powers that be, they sort of sat there for a minute, like. That was your idea, a puffball. I was like, but she bites. <laughs> she follows you around and you know she's kinda and they were like, but wait. And then it went from there. So to see like the artist bring her to life like they do in that game is just I'm I'm really excited about it. So you check it out tomorrow. I'll do more promotion tomorrow. But thank you for reminding me Lauren to put it in there. All right, cool. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Hello, I am Jen Kretschmer, this time with all joints in place. Hooray! Um, <laughs> Yay. Yay! We love it. Um, I am at DreamWisp on all of the things. I'm a performer, I'm an author, I uh, do all sorts of stuff. Um, <laughs> find me there, find me streaming as DreamWisp Jen on Twitch. Uh, but tonight I am playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker, Maeve Morgan Flynn. Hmm. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content coordinator at Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. You can find me on the socials as Oba Lauren. You can find me here tonight as Carolyn Neb Stern, Octopus Whisperer. <laughs> oh, I hope Oct so. Octopish, octopish Whisperer. Octopus. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm only talking to the one right now. That's true. So, that's true. So, wait, was that foreshadowing? The language, <laughs> the language is octopus. Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. Um, tomorrow is the big finale of my show, Fantastic Kings. Yay! We're going to have a huge fight with a nightmare king. So come check it out. It's going to be pretty epic. Um, and tonight I am playing Miss Robin Beckett, your friendly granny for hire. <laughs> Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool. I am your storyteller for this evening. You can find me on the things. I I do things just like just like <laughs> Jen does. I I breathe. I eat. I talk. <laughs> uh, but mostly tonight, I want to say Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Um, I adore you all and everyone at home who decided to tune in on this uh, evening of of love and romance. We I don't know that we have a particularly romantic. Uh, <laughs> adventure for you today but uh we mm -hmm. we feel romantic towards you all um so thank you to josh and all of the players for being here and everyone at home let's settle in and prepare for the 35th chapter 35 Ooh. of children of air day 
So uh, last time you all descended into the depth 68 feet below sea level uh, and entered a sea lab where you explored the different uh, areas of your small confines here. Um, after a while, a uh, as the night got darker and the storm raged overhead and you realized you were going to have to be here for a while, uh, you watched in the night as the um, uh, fluorescent, the biofluorescent, bioluminescent Photo, uh, phytoplankton, excuse me, floated through, um, as well as the dark shadow of a giant octopus. Um, Neb, you attempted to speak to it. it. It did not seem terribly receptive. I don't know that it could hear you. Um, but it eventually popped up inside your moon pool of this underwater <laughs> sea lab. And Neb, you ran over to check it out. Um, so I believe at this moment, all light is extinguished. And Neb, in your attempt to speak to it, it did lash out and I believe get one tentacle wrapped around your back. You are grappled by it. Uh, with that, we started initiative. And Maeve, you are up first. In darkness, you hear a wet <laughs> as it slaps. Something slaps. And the, the rest of it has, you know, you can hear the, the flap of its flesh against the edge of the walls inside mm. of the, the moon pool room. Um, I think I would like to aim at the tentacle. That has. All right, you are there. you are at disadvantage because it is pitch black. Fair enough. You are welcome um, to try. I said I'm going to do it, so I won't change. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to follow through with the thing I said I was going to do. <laughs> so I look at it and I say no. <laughs> I try to look at it. You try to look at it. You point um, in the general direction of the sounds. Now, because it is on your friend, uh, there are some consequences to an extraordinarily low roll, but we'll see. So I have a 15 and an 18. All right, the 15 will hit. <gasps> it is big and fleshy. Delightful. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> I apologize. Big fleshy tentacles. I'm here for it. Here we go. I'm here for it. Um, that's gonna be eight points. Eight points. Of All right. Force Ooh. as this oomph, this wave comes through the the uh, the water. Okay. Um, as if a whale's tail had uh, words. There are words. I know that. Can words. you tell? <laughs> As if a whale's tail had um, flapped. Slap. <laughs> not yeah. not a slap. This not this slap. is just the force of a. It's not forceful enough to be the full tail slap. It's, I mean, it's it's not like a killer whale punting a dolphin. Oh, right. I can think mm. of as a sign, but <laughs> there you go. Mm -hmm. But it's the impact of the the downward gotcha push. Mm. Um, so. In that it's a very you know, long way to describe a force. <laughs> we totally got that. Um, so yeah, this force radio, you actually hear, because you're just behind her in the room where all the like science equipment, you all hear the rattle 
of uh, glass on the shelves as the beakers and everything kind of shudder a little bit with the force of this thing. Um, as you you hear this and, and potentially Neb, you're you know you're seeing a little better in this darkness than everyone else. It's hard. It's blurry. It's shades of dark gray. So it's hard to really get a, a sense of, of what everything is. But you at least are catching the shapes. Um, you see the whole thing kind of rock as it recoils a couple of other tentacles. You are still held by the one, um, but it's you know it's kind of it definitely kind of recoils a little bit with the pain of that hit. It is now your turn, Neb. Unless there's anything else, Neb. Uh, yes, I would okay, like go to ahead. do one other thing, which is I would like to reach into my pocket and yes. draw forth my letter opener. You got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Neb. <sighs> you are grappled. I am. I am. Um, can, can I see, because this thing has crawled out of the moon pool, mm-hmm. do I see eyes? Can I make eye contact with it? Yeah. Yeah, it's looking at you. All right. I'm, I'm going to write in its eyes and with as much sincerity as, as I can muster without sounding as scared as I've suddenly become. I'm going to say, listen, I want to talk to you, but if you drag me in the water, it's going to get bad. So why don't you let go and we'll have a chat. I even have snacks. And I'm going to hold my action uh-huh. for if it decides to not let go and try to drag me into the water, I will do okay. something. But uh, okay. that's all Neb is going to do at this moment is just plead gotcha. with it to let go. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you hold your action, but I'm also still gonna ask you to make a persuasion check. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna make your persuasion. Yep. Check. I was actually just about to ask. Right. I have a plus four to persuasion. Okay. Oh. Fantastic. Uh, and you're gonna hold for now. Yeah, okay. I'm holding something, and if if it tries to drag me into the water, I'm going to have a reaction. Okay, you got it. Uh, Robin, you're up next. So you you hear Neb go, or something like that. <laughs> Slap. <laughs> but it's pitch in black the, in the darkness. I mean, and, sh- and like rattling glass. I I saw Mave. Uh, hit it right. Yes, Attack you it. You saw um, Can I can I add one more sentence onto that? In <laughs> sure. In in uh, common, I guess, and English. be like, I'm yeah. talking to it. Give me a second. I'm talking to it. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's pitch black, right? I don't. Robin doesn't know what's happening. Um, <laughs> Robin would like to move forward to be able to put a shoulder or a hand on Neb's shoulder. That's all right. Let's do a perception check. Okay. Um, just, just, no, just flat because you're, you're using everything you've got to all your focus to sort of feel your way forward and get in position that you want to be. 16 plus, oh, 16. 16. Um, so you feel forward. I forget exactly what orientation you're in, but you squeeze by anyone who might be in front of you and reach out and you can get a hand onto Neb's shoulder. And as you reach up, you feel the cold, soft flesh of the octopus's tentacle around the back of her neck. Oh, oh hi. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All the rest of you in the darkness here. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Robin. You know, okay, Neb, uh, Ro- Robin's just going to. It's okay, Neb. I, I want you to think 
really, really small for me, okay? And Robin reaches out her hand and thinks really, really hard. And the octopus is going to reduce in size. <gasps> Can the octopus attempt to to not or is this just gonna you happen? cause a creature or an object you see to grow smaller for the duration choose your object creature da, 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 da. <laughs> if it is unwilling okay constitution saving throw okay constitution uh -oh. saving throw they always told me to think big <laughs> and when you reach a certain size you can only go in the other direction right well, i just wish they told me the other <laughs> Okay, hold on. I gotta do this thing here. This is amazing. Uh -oh. <laughs> okay. Come on. Oh, come on, you silly thing. Go back. I know. Go back. Go back. Baby octopus okay. so cute. Okay. Uh, that is a 15. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I kind of want this to work. Um, <laughs> and and actually, uh, Silas is going to take his uh, reaction uh -huh. at this point, and um, let me make sure, hold on one second, let me make sure that this is possible. Um, let's see, magically distract triggering creature. Uh, yeah, it doesn't even say that it has to understand me or anything. No, so no, um, so uh, <laughs> Silas is, is just going to say, um, say, I think you heard her. She said to make yourself smaller. <laughs> and it's going to prompt a re-roll of that. Okay, here we go. Oh. Robin told her to think smaller. I was going, I'm trying. I really <laughs> think am. Like Silas said to reduce your expectations. Reduce your expectations. That was a natural one. <laughs> Do you reduce by one size normally, Robin? Uh. Target was the spell reduced normally by yeah, one it size. Is halved in halved. all dimensions. Okay, it's you're gonna have twice <laughs> on my natural one. As as part of that uh, that barb yes. that Silas just threw out there that was not very clever, but it worked. <laughs> um, he is also going to grant Neb. Um, well, actually, it says that I can see. Can I see anybody in no. where we are right now? Okay. No. All right. There's you grant it to yourself? Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, yeah, I can choose myself. Oh. I assume I can see myself, right? Well, you're aware of yourself, yes. <laughs> yes, okay, okay, that's fine. I'm, I'm going to get advantage that. on my next stuff. Okay, so. you can have that. <laughs> um, so, so, Robin, as you say, thanks. And then, and then from behind, like way in the back, you hear Silas be like, she said, <laughs> and whatever this combination of things, Neb, as you're looking at this, this, this creature in front of you, this wild, enormous creature, it's suddenly almost like you're pulling it towards yourself. And now sitting on your shoulder <laughs> is a fairly normal sized small little octopus. Oh my god. Hi. It seems very confused. <laughs> it's now, not what the is only happening? one. Um, well, Miss Robin told me to think small and apparently the octopus did. <laughs> uh, are, are, are we out of initiative order right now? Um, I mean, we'll let's keep going just okay. for this round and see what happens. Uh, Faruza, you are up next if, if Robin is done. <laughs> 
<laughs> the rest of you don't really know what's happened. <laughs> yeah, like we're just so wait. All of a sudden, do we see? All of a sudden, do we see? You see a little octopus. And then... Only Neb sees this adorable little octopus. Uh, the rest of you see nothing. You may have heard a as the like suctions, the you know the suckers got pulled off the side of the the container, uh, and and maybe I don't know. There's a little aww from Neb. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, and and I I would have said the thing about you know the, yeah. Rob, Robin told me to think small, but apparently the octopus did. So you know something has <laughs> happened. Okay, so j just in the back, you guys are gonna hear like booming voice because she applied thaumaturgy. What the hell is going on? Everyone move! And you see Bruza like with her axe poised to like literally throw it into the darkness toward where, where she sees people acting like, move! Well, glass shatters on the shelves. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's small, it's small, it's small. What? That what? And Bruiser rushes forward. Uh -huh. What? What's small? So you're, you're feeling your way forward, knocking into each other. Uh, Silas, you can jump in now as your actual turn. <laughs> uh, so Silas is going to just light up the ring and float it a little bit okay. like, toward, toward the situation where hopefully everyone can see. So Whoa. suddenly this, this green light erupts in front of you and sort of floats around up towards Neb where you see this octopus clinging onto Neb's shoulder and neck, now, you know, holding tight. It's it's shrunken itself up into as tiny a little a little ball as it can. Um, and in fact, on its turn, which is happening now, you see it turn almost to the same color as Neb's skin and jacket, disappearing a little into the crick of her neck. Oh, it's scary. In fact, let's see. I got it. Wouldn't you be? Oh yeah, you. I mean, you would not know it was there unless you had literally seen it there a second ago. Ooh, I can probably still feel it though. You can right? feel it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can absolutely feel it. And you all know. You can see the little outline of it, but it's matching colors excellently. It's like the predator. <laughs> oh, in that case, I definitely got it. Bend over there. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, I mean, I appreciate y'all running to help, but at this moment. Would you want to talk to me now? I really just wanted to talk. And you say, oh, you got to go. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I wave both my arms in a very yes. distracting manner. <laughs> um, you feel on your neck, it's not piercing, but you can just feel its little beak moving and a little sort of tap wiggle of its uh, legs and, and a little kind of, again, kind of slurping but really it's more just giving you the sense and the feeling of of fear uh it doesn't know what has happened to it um it's uh uh was just hungry and it, it's it kind of just wants to go home oh okay okay um hang hang on everybody and i'm going to slowly start to walk towards the, the moon pool mm -hmm. and reach into my bag and pull out one of the good berries I have left. And I'm yeah, gonna- How many of those you have left? Nah, this, this one <laughs> I have five, because every time I make them, I make 10 and then I stick the others in the bag. So so yes. Right. And I, I'd imagine because I have always pictured good berries as like 
cherry tomato sized berries. <laughs> yeah, me too. So, it's probably massive, but I'm yes. gonna I'm gonna crouch down and put the good berry like next to the water and say, "Listen, all I wanted to do was talk, and things got a little out of hand. Why don't you go back, take some food, go back in the water, and we'll try this again." And I'm gonna just like hold out my arm so we can. Mm -hmm. It sort down. of stays nestled up in your neck, and you see one tentacle reach out. I mean, like Stretch Armstrong, right? Like <laughs> way three times the length of this little body, and grab the little cherry tomato goodberry out of your hand, and oops, sorry, roll it back up, disappearing within its <laughs> its legs and everything, all curled up within your neck. Um, it doesn't seem quite ready yet to climb down. Okay, I mean, or you could you could snack there. That that's fine. I, I'll just clean the shirt later. Miss Robin, how long does this last? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> Neb, you, you gotta throw it. You you, you gotta get this thing I'm off just, of you. I'm finally making. Okay, oh. gently set it then. If you put it back in the water like this, it'll surely be eaten. No, exactly. What's gonna? It's eat the size it? of a regular octopus. All that's out there is oh, fine. They tend to survive. How is it on her shoulder the size of a regular octopus? Robin I did something amazing. And I thought she was talking to me. No, I bet, I bet those mirrors back there, like those windows we were looking out of, they magnify because this is a research facility. And so I'm sure it's just like magnifying everything outside of it. I don't think the thing was ever that big. Oh, Silas, and whenever this goes away, you're going to be very surprised. And I will... I know it's probably wet. I'm gonna sit down. Yep. And I'll, I'll keep the, the arm out. I'm like, I'll tell my new octopus companion, friend, uh, acquaintance, my new octopus acquaintance. Listen, you're not gonna be small forever. You're probably gonna wanna get off of me before you get big again. Oh, so it might want to breathe again sometime. <laughs> that too. I mean, I'm just giving it options. <laughs> But that's the thing is if we put it down in this little pool and then it rebigifies, then we're just back in the same problem. Like either way, we need to get this thing off and we need to go back inside where it's safe. Well, Ned, did it say what it wanted when you asked it what it <laughs> The only thing I've gotten so far is that it's now it's very scared and hungry and that's why I gave it the good berry. So hopefully it's not hungry anymore. I mean, if if those really good berries work on octopus as much as they do on us. Um, are we in initiative still? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, at it. We're, the octopus is still on Neb. Mm -hmm. uh, Robin would like to like hold out a hand to, to the octopus to try to maybe see if it would coax it into transferring over to Robin. Animal you wanted to shake its Animal hand. <laughs> Which one? Animal handling, what is that? <laughs> What is animal? Where's animal? Okay, let's, oops, let's talk. Can, can I assist it all by, by saying, oh, well, Robin wants to say hi. If you'd like to say hi sure. to her. You, uh, why don't, oh, maybe it's a 21. Okay. Oh, uh, so yeah, we're good. Um, so yeah, you maybe just imitate a little bit of the sounds or movements and, and there's something about, yes, something <laughs> about your presence. Um, again, from the shoulder, 
this long arm reaches out and then it seems to push its body almost you know transferring from one to the other uh so now the the uh, the, the long arm shrinks pulling the body as the other arm extends and then it retracts that other body uh, other leg onto you so that it is now like a wristwatch or a bracelet wrapped <laughs> itself around your arm in fact one of those stretch armstrong you know tentacles kind of goes around uh your wrists really just holding on tight it's 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 squeezing pretty good it's quite like a face hugger isn't it there (laughs) well it hasn't done that yet or else i think i would be yes being the operative word oh the fella's just scared i mean i'd be scared if i were suddenly tiny too i feel horrible all right just give me a moment and robin's gonna actually dip herself into the moon pool okay with the octopus, and she's like, "I'll just swim him out just a little bit and see uh, if Ms. he'll Robin, go." I don't know if that's a great idea. Like, do you want to come with me? Not, n- not particularly. I, but... I, I mean, I, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll only be a moment, I promise. But how do we know that there's not another one, Robin, out there? Unless you have another way to make another one small, and that way you can bring back the duo. <laughs> I had to That's how you get tittles. All the, all the things said that it was like, you know, one giant octopus, but I think they were just looking out the, the windows <laughs> magnified, though. Well, now I really want to go with Miss Robin because I can't wait for this thing to get big again. But yeah, if you if you want to go, I'll follow. So How's Robin, uh, you know, this is this is basically, you know, the floor is a is a grate and, you know, a couple of inches below that grate, the water sort of lapping up underneath the moon pool then is a submerged grate about two feet underneath that you can step on. Okay. But you now have access to just to go off underneath and around the habitat from here. Um, there are the light switches that you can turn on. You have the currently just the green light coming from the ring that Silas has prepared for you. Uh, so Robin, as you step into that, you know, two and a half feet of water there, ooh, immediately, oh, it's bracing. <laughs> um, you know, as you sort of, you know, feel that uh, hit your body, uh, just make a quick constitution saving throw for me. That's a nat 20. That's a nat 20. You've spent a lot of time in the cold north these last few days. Uh, And I think with your your scuba training and probably Mm -hmm. free diving that you've done in your day. Ice ice, uh, carving and all that. Um, You know how to slow your breathing down. You know how to relax your muscles. What you have to do to sort of keep your body from, you know, uh, going into shock with the cold and you are fine it's still cold but uh you're able to manage it come on little fella it's time to go home and she's gonna like kind of start to swim out with like the her other arm like out to try to um I'm going to follow and Neb is going to get in the water and yes. start to think, well, I'm going to, all right, let's seal it up. Let's seal, let's seal, the seal, the seal. Um, Silas starts uh. going to put on uh, scuba gear. Okay. <laughs> all right. Neb okay. gets into the water and then stands there and for yes. a very long time is trying to turn into a seal mm. and just feels <laughs> tired. It's just like, ah. Uh-huh. I'm going to need a constitution saving throw from you then as well, Neb. That's fine. <laughs> 
That's a nine. That's a nine. Uh, you feel your muscles tense up. Everything starts to shiver and shake. You can immediately feel like if you wanted to swim, you would be slower. Mm. That moving your muscles is hard in this, you know, freezing of temperature. At this point, Robin's head has disappeared beneath the surface of the water, and she has kicked off into the darkness. Robin. Here's how I like to do hold breath rules. I find <laughs> that uh, 5e can be uh, a little generous when it comes to <laughs> oh, no. breath holding. Uh, so my general logic is that a human commoner has a constitution score of 10. And if you were to count that as rounds, that would be about a minute. And I can buy that a human under extraordinary circumstances could hold their breath for about a minute. So we are going to calculate your all of your capacity to hold your breath by your the uh, number of rounds equal to your constitution score. Okay. So Robin, I believe that is 14 for you. So you can hold your breath for 14 rounds. Um, other fun things, if you run out of breath underwater, either by being knocked unconscious or running out of rounds, um, you will immediately drop to zero HP and start making death saving throws. You cannot be revived magically or otherwise until you are brought back to air. Cool. Oh. All okay. right, Robin disappears into the darkness beneath the water. Let's take this somewhat in rounds. We're going to do Robin underwater and then come back to those of you in the moon pool room. Um, those of you in the moon pool room, you can kind of take this in any order that you want, but we'll, you'll each get an action of some sort before we go back mm -hmm. to Robin. So Robin, let's start with you. You, one arm is has this octopus wrapped around and sort of holding it to your, your chest as the other pulls yourself forward. Uh, in this freezing cold, completely dark water, other than the sea of uh, phytoplankton that you see uh, off in the distance. Robin will, as an action, just kind of use the other hand and kind of just spin it around, kind of, you know, just trying to illuminate and three dancing lights, balls of light will appear <laughs> and she'll kind of let it go around her just to create like a, an aura. Absolutely. Down under here, you can see the ground is sandy and rocky and covered in life, right? This, this whole ecosystem is just alive and thriving. Um, there are little fish that as soon as your light come out, you know, dash away into some of the little crevices within the, the stanchions underneath this habitat. Um, you don't get a, a ton of a, a radius of vision, but you, you know, you have a good sense of sort of where the habitat is and what direction is away from the habitat. Okay. Anything else? I'll just use my movement to get out enough to where if this octopus became big again, yes. uh, would <laughs> not be anywhere near the moon pool. Fantastic. Um, uh, do you have a swimming speed, Robin? I do not. You do not. Okay. And all your time is like <laughs> the one thing you never want to do. Yeah. Um, so yes. So uh, swimming out, you probably get about 15, 20 feet mm -hmm. at most, I'd say. Half um, your walking, I think. Half, yeah. your, half your speed. So 15 okay. feet yeah. uh, away from the habitat on this first round. Okay. Uh, we will go back to the rest of you. You all probably can see if you were, you know, looking out uh, from where you are, you could probably just dimly see the dancing lights turn on around Robin uh, as she moves about 15 feet away from the moon pool. 
Silas is going to just dip down to the edge of the pool. Um, mm -hmm. He's probably going to have to put his hand in, you know, temporarily. But mm -hmm. um, and I am going to just touch a point on the lip of the pool yes. and set that alight, not with green light, just normal white gotcha. light, just in case she gets disoriented, she can at least see uh, that as some kind of light. And then Fantastic. I am going to sit, like do the rest. I'm going to start sitting and trying to pour myself into this wetsuit and, and trying to just get it on just in case. You got about a foot on in your last <laughs> last attempt. Wetsuits yeah. do take a little while to right. peel. So on. I'm I'm trying to hurry. It's probably making me uh you know less efficient, but uh trying yeah. to hurry and get the wetsuit on. I think you'll find case. your your cargo pants uh <laughs> yeah well, he, 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 oh, take, he takes those pants. off yeah he, he takes those off and starts getting in the wetsuit. down to the BVDs. Yeah. Uh, and then, there you go. Do they have little hearts on them for Valentine's? Uh, oh. Sure, sure. They they can. They're little hearts, but then they also have little superheroes that are yes. kind of uh, yes. Fantastic. I think my husband has the same pair. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's adorable. <laughs> All right. Uh, Maeve, Feruza, and Neb still back. Did the HAP have external lights? It did, yes. Can I go switch those? Absolutely. On so so there's, a, there's a bank of switches over by that sort of sciency kitchen area. Um, mm -hmm. You go over and can start flipping switches and you're able to turn everything on in the habitat as well as the lights. Now outside, they illuminate the ground beneath the habitat. They can't give you too much in terms of okay. distance out the side, but they can illuminate, mm -hmm. you know, a good radius around the habitat. Okay. okay. Yeah. Let's Let's go ahead and do that. To, to try and at least if Robin is in in range, mm -hmm. we can see what's happening. Um, yeah, great. Faruza and Neb. Uh, Faruza is just sort of peering into the the moon pool, and she looks over at Neb, and she's like, "We we definitely can't let her be in there by herself." No, absolutely. We, I'm gonna go after her as soon as I turn into a fish. Fish. Can, can you? I know we talked about this before, but can you make sure you don't turn it into something edible? Because I, I'm, I don't think I could survive that. I could not get fish. over watching my friend getting eaten by something. You understand? I, I appreciate that. I don't think I can seasoning. turn into anything at the moment. It's, it's. I'm just tired. I don't know. I'm excited and tired. I think. I don't think she's gone that far. Do we want to just? Go in. Take a deep breath and go. Listen, we're all going to freeze to death in this water. We need to get these suits on. We look uh, over and we see we see uh, Silas in his heart shaped underwear right now. Is that <laughs> we're seeing? Heart <laughs> patterned. Like, yeah. They're not heart shaped. But yeah. <laughs> I don't think Miss Robin is going to be gone. <laughs> just a pasty. Neb's just like big leaf. Very intentionally, Neb is just focused on where Robin has gone. Yes. Like innocently is just not looking at Silas. I don't think Miss Robin is going to be gone for very long. So I don't think this is going to take take a long time. And I've taken off my bag and I've taken off my shoes and I'm looking at Feruza like. All right. She looks over at Silas again, wondering when he's going to finally be dressed. Do you think there'll be a scuba suit my size over there somewhere or anything? Well, I mean, I heard, be like there are six pants, suits, but... you can go and check them out. All right, yeah, Faruza at this point is just gonna jump up and run over and cause that's yeah. the best thing she can think to do at the moment. Well, uh, how tall are you at this moment? Six three, six, six four? four baby. Six four. Mm. Um, you can find one made for someone six feet tall. 
Ooh. It will be a little short in the ankles, but you're okay. pretty sure you'll be able to squeeze it on. A little short in the ankles, a little short, you know, fellow tall girl here. You know, it's going to, yeah. the sleeves will come to about here. The shoulder yeah. seams will be up here, yeah. but you know. If it's a little short in the body. Yeah, you know. You're preparing for a flood there. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls it off the rack. She's like, okay. money. <laughs> All she's right. Start disrupting. I'm going to make sure Miss Robin's not alone. I'm going to take a deep breath and follow her. Wow. All right. Yeah. So at a quarter speed, because I assume mm -hmm. you don't have a swimming speed and you are nope. slowed with your freezing, mm -hmm. um, you can only get about seven feet uh, towards Robin. So, you, you know, you take a deep breath, dunk under. Can I at least see her once I get that? You can absolutely feet? see her. Okay. Uh, it's salt water. You all are going to feel a little irritation as you mm. open your eyes under there, but it doesn't inhibit you. And uh, it. <laughs> Silas is casting something. I was I was actually <laughs> trying to uh, look up something regarding Michael Jordan. So sorry about that. <laughs> we and, thought uh, he all had it. And it <laughs> had a secret internet. So you swim forward about seven feet, peering off now. You know, Maeve has turned on the lights. Uh, Robin is sort of haloed by these lights uh, as you leave behind Feruza and Silas madly trying to pull on these incredibly tight, uh, you know, little, uh, you know, scuba suits. And um, I will wave you? at Miss Robin and the <laughs> Miss, octopus. <laughs> Miss Robin, uh, we're back to you holding your breath. So I've, I've only made it 15 feet. Yep. I'm probably going to try to make it another 15 before okay. I'm, I'll make that move. I'll make it 15 Got and then I'll kind of like, kind of be gently like trying to coax it off and be like, okay, I'm go home. Animal handling check, please. Oh, goody. Okay. <laughs> Rolled well last time. 17. 17. <laughs> As it's, you know, it's really holding on to you, but you, you put your arm and you just get this idea that if you could give it something familiar to latch onto, that it would be more inclined to leave you. So as you sort of push it off, you try to kind of angle it towards this, this rock that has a hole in it that you think is about the right size for what it is now. Mm -hmm. um, and it does seem to feel it. And again, that long arm sort of stretches out, grabs on, transfers its body, and lets you go as it curls up into that hole. And again, oopsies, I got so excited. <laughs> yeah, again, does a crazy great job of just sort of disappearing. Uh, it just, you know, its body seems to take on the texture of the rock as well as the color. And again, if you didn't know to look there, it would be very hard to tell that there was a creature on that rock. All right, Robin. Um, Robin will kind of start to brush stroke, you know, give it a little like little <laughs> salute, you know, in the water and, yes. and turn around and start to uh, right. swim back, but she's gonna do it expeditiously fast. <gasps> so I okay. can now make it 30 feet. So I should be able to make it back <laughs> on my next turn. So Neb, you, you watch so long, Lieutenant Octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Coax this off, give a little salute, and then like like Bugs Bunny and <laughs> just... 
<laughs> little legs and zooms past you uh, right back towards the space. Yes, as you are holding, plugging your nose uh, against the, the, the water. Um, she comes, you know, right past you. You watch her zoom past and get back to the moon pool. Uh, Neb, what would you like to do? Well, it's really it's good. hugging uh, you pretty good, uh, you know. So the 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 sleeves and the body and torso can flop down easy, uh, but it's you know it's hugging your your thighs real nice. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't mean yeah. to expose yeah. myself. It's, like, it's yeah, hugging your thighs and yes. your yeah. your waist. Uh, he, he knew that it was really tight in the thighs. Yeah. So, oh yeah, so, it's yeah. real good. Yeah. yeah, it's holding on. Robin. Oh, dude, you. It is perfect. He's going to be fine. You fed him. It was, and I, he just let right go and he's going to be fine. He doesn't need anything else. And I, however, I'm going to need a nice hot cup of tea because I am freezing. There were it showers is here, right? There are. So uh, in this room, there is a shower with fresh water in it. And in fact, you know from your scuba days that uh, bringing salt water into your living compartment would be a very bad idea mm -hmm. yes uh, neb you're gonna have to shower off too all of it okay all right i'm I'm just glad that this worked out for the best i hope i hope the next time he comes back that it's more talking and less frantic shrinking <laughs> um perhaps yeah. we should have some food sources ready <laughs> i mean more than the the berries that i just always have on me or have more of those ready I mean, what Just do octopuses eat? Apparently, at least that berry. <laughs> I mean, it devoured. Oh that yeah, they eat the phytoplankton, though. Yeah. Like, should <laughs> we try to get some of that? I'm gonna walk over what? to the shower. We'd have to make that quite a bit bigger. Yeah, in lots. Order to grab it. <laughs> Unless I walk over to the shower a... and I'm like showering and trying to clean off where there's just berry juice all over. Yes, my lots of berry juice. Um, you'll notice too that there is no hot water. <laughs> oh no! It is cold shower, but it is fresh water, and the place is heated. So on the other okay. side, there is, the the air is heated, but there is not hot water, unfortunately. Okay, oh, this is the second time today. Are <laughs> you okay? Just think warm thoughts. Warm the two thoughts. of you are, you know, dousing off, trying to just get the salt water off of you so that you are not uh, a contaminant to the rest of the sea lab. Uh, you then turn the showers off and dripping and shivering, uh, especially Neb. I mean, your lips are blue to match your, <laughs> match your uh -huh. eyes and hair. Um, and uh, yes, but the other half beyond the airlock uh, of the moon pool room does seem quite a bit warmer. Um, at this point, or maybe even before, uh, there is a small octopus out there who is now big again. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Throw that out there. Mad. I love the idea that it ate the berry in like Super Mario Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it the berry, it was the berry red with little white spots on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wrapped in a tentacle, munched on it, and then. <laughs> <laughs> even more confused now <laughs> well um i put this thing on for nothing is that what you're telling me <laughs> well do you want to go for a swim what was it like out there rabbit that was beautiful but very cold mm -hmm. very dark uh first is gonna look at silas would i have any reason to take a swim right now uh, no no <laughs> what, what? 
why do you want to do that? I mean, we just found out that there is a giant octopus out there that is hungry. Maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe not hungry anymore, but I mean, I get hungry every 30 minutes. So, like, (laughs) who knows what's going to happen with this? Maybe the shard is out there. Oh, I'm sure it is, but we need a plan. We can't just aimlessly. Like, do you know how hard swimming is? I used to go to the YMCA all the time. Swimming's like hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for us, I totally agree that the shard is probably out there somewhere. But I think that's that's we need a a, a rest and a plan. And yeah, whoever's uh, hiding these shards, put it in whatever the, the worst ship. place could be. It's probably on that ship. Mm. All right. Well, um, I'm gonna take this off, but the four of you are going to help me put it back on. Right? <laughs> Deal. Together. Deal. Deal. All right. Absolutely. All right. She's going to turn around for one of you to help me uh, take, pull down the back. Just pull it, pull it hard. I would help, but I can't reach that. (laughs) Yeah, never mind. (laughs) I'll help with your legs. I can't help up there. (laughs) And you guys are going to start pulling it down, and she's just going to pull like a blanket or a towel in front of her while you guys pull it down. (sighs) God. All right. We're going to eat something then and then make a plan for this. Yeah, I'm going to get into some dry clothes. Yeah, what time is it? It's night. I mean, you're talking, this is definitely 8, you know, 7 or 8 p.m. at this point. You know, sunset early. There are worse places to be, and the storm was going to hit soon, so. Worse places to be than a port in a storm, I suppose. Exactly. Sounds like dinner and a movie, right? (laughs) Did you think it's television? All right, sounds like Projection. dinner and some bedside <laughs> stories. <laughs> Even better. Sounds like berries in a movie. Berries <laughs> in a movie. <laughs> berries and that's the name of the, ti- uh, of the episode. Uh, berries in a time movie. stories. <laughs> Amazing. So in this in this thing, there there was there was like a, a movie selection and stuff. There was uh, is there, there is not. Uh, there are you know there yeah. are lots of you know just random personal effects and books and things in the the main observation room. You could probably <laughs> probably some magazines in there, something like that. I'd I'd allow. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you all you were, you know get out of your your half. Uh, attired wetsuits okay. and put your regular clothes back on and head back into the living quarters closing that airlock behind you okay. um mm-hmm. once you are in there um you know your clothes are still wet you know you, i assume you can figure something out you do find some towels and things like that that you can use to dry off um it is warmer the air is warmer in here but we're not talking you know 80 it's probably 65 so you Oof. know in this space uh so it's still there's a little chill in the air Mm-hmm. Sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is there any space uh, well. heaters in here that we can find? <laughs> you feel the air. There is warm air circulating coming through some vents down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. There are the six bunks that have blankets uh, and pillows and everything all set up there. Well, I, I guess if we sleep tonight, would would a watch be necessary or? I don't know if he would, would be able you to get to us. Notice. A giant octopus just tried to attack Neb. What are you trying so... to say, Maeve? I mean, I'm, watches, I mean, yes. I mean, right. I agree with Maeve on the watches. I don't know if it was trying to attack me. I do. I think it might have just been curious. We don't know. Um, but yes, watches. All right. 
and then we're going to set up tomorrow and uh, see what we can find out there. Yes, we're going to go treasure hunting. <laughs> Very exciting. <clears throat> but that's in, the treasure hunting is in a totally different location. Right? Is it? We're going to swim to the sunken ship, ship right? Right. Do we swim so, to the ship or is it? I mean, do we have like a boat? Like, the, do they have a submersible um, around here? I mean, there's got to be one just lying around somewhere, right? I mean, you can't no, tell I, me that if they were going to explore that ship, that they just go out there and swim to it because it's I, like a long way away. I, I think, Silas, those wetsuits were an indication that, yeah, they. They, they swim, swim that to. far? Well, I when mean, I, look, I know I'm not an Olympic athlete or anything, but come well, on. I, I have a question. Mm hmm. There were three locations that we were given as as mm -hmm. things that people do here. Yes. Was there any indication how people normally get to the, the sunken ship? Um, I mean, it wasn't saying necessarily that anyone goes to the sunken ship. Okay. <laughs> um, but yes, I mean, if they did, it was it was a scuba you know uh, space. You could take a boat above it and scuba down the this lab and that ship were not necessarily connected. They were right. studying oh. marine life. Um, so, you know, but but the advantage of the sea lab is that you don't have to keep depressurizing. You can come down Got here, it. pressurize mm -hmm. and stay here and be able to observe and scuba and check out the habitat for a longer period. Do we get of time. an impression yeah. of the hypotenuse of like what, you know, is, is it shorter to swim from the lab you know, notwithstanding uh -huh. any of the pres pressurization stuff, uh -huh. is it shorter to swim there from the lab or would it be shorter to drive a boat over it and then scuba down? So scuba, you you know that scuba, like in that diving bell, the di the diver's gondola taking you down, it took, you stopped for like 10, five, 10 minutes at 10 meters and then again at the bottom. So you're talking 20 minutes just to get to this depth. Um, so, you know, your feeling is, you know, uh, Robin could see it when she looked out there and, and, and Neb could see it. It's, you know, it's 80 to 100 feet away, but that's swimmable. Got it. Yeah. And I, I seem to remember there was nothing in our, our way. I'm not saying it's not dangerous, but we're not going to be in a, in a hurry. We'll take it slow and follow Miss Robin and it'll be okay. Yeah. And generally, we really did want to check this space just in case the shard was in here, you know? So we, we had to come here anyway, right? That's, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's anywhere we haven't checked yet. It's not that big <laughs> of a place, but... We'll offer, mm. too, that the 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 um, the train and, uh, and everything there was back in the you know, 30s and 40s, and you know this was built in 86. So uh, <laughs> it would be very interesting. <laughs> Someone would have had to have found it first, which is, you know, totally plausible. Totally plausible. That's awesome. I buy it. Uh -huh. I buy it. There's previous treasure hunters could have grabbed it and brought it over here. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a tiny space. It does have a lot of little cubbies and things like that, but, you know, it, there there is no room to hide much because <laughs> uh, there's not much room even just for your bodies well, yeah i think i think everything that we could find that might have been a clue is in that the big yeah. room with all the glass and really the only interesting thing is the talosaurus that Maeve found and i i just look over at Maeve and smile <laughs> i smile back 
And Faruza smiles at no one. <laughs> it's just because you're up so high. Yeah. <laughs> They're just standing there staring at each other like, what do we do now? That's so funny. <laughs> well, wow. we look I I call bottom bunk. <laughs> I call top one. It's just like a little step up for you. Mm-hmm. At this point, yes. I mean, I don't think I've gotten any taller since we did the lines on the walls. Uh, but uh, that's where I, I don't know. I didn't let, take. Let the me wall see. With me. And Silas, whether yeah. she's actually taller or not, Silas just says, uh, "Yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit more height." For what? Yeah, when, I mean, I think I think it's more. When we're back really? at the train, we should do the whole marking thing on the train, and then we'll have a, a portable way of keeping track of your height. Nah, let's go back to the cave. We can do that too, but let's do that. Take <laughs> yeah, I think I definitely want to uh, do a little. And she looks over at the sailors still have the, the lifts in his shoes. <laughs> oh, anytime. I mean, anytime he, I he hasn't on. changed anything. Like he, he didn't go back to the Jordans at this point. He's in the boots. So still in the boots. That's yeah. good. You wouldn't want them to get any salt water on them. You know, yeah, that's good All right. Uh, so yeah. looking at those bunks, um, you do notice you, you you had looked at them a bit before, you know, but they're they're very neatly made military corners. Um, you know, they're quite tight. They're only about six feet long. So Feruza, you're going to have to curl up a little bit, as as will Silas and probably Maeve. <laughs> um, I'm not that tall. Not that that tall. Okay. No, even I'm, I mean, I'm even me at five ten. I uh, at five mm. ten, yeah, so six yeah. foot bed is not quite. <laughs> toes are always hanging off. Um, yeah. No, I'm like five. Four or five, five. Okay. Oh, great, great. Oh, so I'm not that like You were much seven, taller. Seven, okay. Okay. Great. Nope. Um, so yeah, the the main thing really that you notice is that they're really only about a foot between the top of that mattress and the bottom of the bunk above. It is quite a tight little space. There are three Ugh. bunks stacked on top of each other on either side. Um, there's a little a little pillow, uh, and it looks fairly uh, fairly comfy. Other than that. So and how many bunks do have? <laughs> <laughs> There's six, six, like three and three sort of three thing. Three and three, six bunks, yeah. Three and three. All right. So we're going dropping on the bottom bunk. Well, and we'll only need four at a time if people yeah. are doing watches. I'm happy to take the top one. Oh, or do we want to put the lighter people up top. I, I actually, I've never slept in a bunk bed, nor oh, have I slept haven't? in a triple bunk bed. No, it's. it's I mean, it I haven't for forty-five weird. years. <laughs> I don't. I don't College, exactly know. Though. Oh, never mind. <laughs> they yeah, had some on the base, but mm. that was only. It's not where you lived generally. Mm. At for this us, point, at least. Robin is already curled up. On the bottom bunk. <laughs> on a bottom bunk. So Robin, one thing you notice as you start to really curl up into this space is that uh, the bottoms and the little bit of the bottom of the sides, like two feet up, have been sewn together so that actually it's a, almost like a sleeping bag, mm-hmm. the bottom two feet. And it just helps keep some of the warmth in mm. um uh and you do find you know even though they're the blankets are kind of scratchy and they're you know they're not the best kind of material um they are quite warm and if you get tucked in on the side you find that you are you're warming up pretty quick 
And what's really a granny burrito. A granny yeah. burrito. <laughs> what's really stunning is that there is a porthole <gasps> right where your head is. And as you turn to sort of face the wall, you can see this bioluminescent phytoplankton just oh. floating by. And every once in a while, a little dark shape of a fish will come and eat one and it disappears um, as you gaze out into the darkness. That's Jump. magical, she says, as she's just going to kind of nod off. Okay. Um, who's doing this first watch? Who is sleeping? Uh, I'm not really tired. So I think I'll, 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 do first, <laughs> yeah, I'll do first watch. Okay. Uh, I'll join you. I'm tired, oh. but I'm not sleepy tired. So okay. I, I'll give me a little more chance to warm up. I guess, right. okay. yeah. I guess Robin's taking the last one. She oh. always gets up early, it seems, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm happy <laughs> yes. to take a middle walk. Okay. okay. Um, Silas? You want to do second or third? Uh, I'll do whatever everybody doesn't want to do. We have yeah. someone. We have someone on. Everyone's assigned. So yeah, uh, just, Neb and Peruza are going to go first. Or... There'll be one yeah. solo. Maeve's going second. Robin third. Yeah. When, when she returns, she's fast asleep. She disappeared. Uh, God. Yeah. That... Last, so you'll join Robin. Uh, well, I can go by myself. I guess is what I was trying to say. Well, oh. we have Maeve going second. Oh, got it. Got and it, got Robin it. going last. Oh, okay. So Understood. you can join Robin or you can join Maeve. I'm gonna join sure. Maeve. Okay, go in second. Mm -hmm. All right, you um, can find box. Go ahead. Question. Yes, Maeve. Before everyone gets into bed, other than Robin, because I'm gonna let her sleep. Um, are there? Is it wooden bunks? No, they're are, metal. Okay. Definitely, you know, steel, iron. Is there anything either scratched into them or tucked into the frame? Hmm. Yeah, give me a perception check, please. You did do, do some searching of this, but we'll do more specifically in the metal. Yeah, I know. I, I, I checked under the mattresses, yeah. but this is a little different. Sure. Ooh, that's 22. 22. Um, as you look inside, uh, kind of, you know, ignoring Robin's bed, but looking at the other ones, uh, only in one bunk, uh, but you do see a little heart etched into the metal on the inside where someone would lie and sleep. And it says, Sunny plus June. Aww. And that's what you find. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. There you go. It's also oh, an Easter egg for those of you who can figure it out. <laughs> Love it. Oh, so good. Uh, Fariza, do you want to go do the watch in the the observatory? <laughs> no, that's actually a really good idea because I was thinking to myself, where would we do this watch? Should we sit in the moon pool? Should we just stare at the <laughs> microwave oven? <laughs> I mean, I'd rather be looking outside than looking at a frozen oh burrito. God. So let's go to the let's go to the observation. I agree. Dome. All right. Mm. She's just gonna follow little bopping Neb. <laughs> in I'm, I'm, I'm a little less bopping. It's it's a yeah. little slower. It's a little a little. Oh, I I was really kind of surprised that I couldn't do anything. Uh, 
back at the pool. I was afraid that uh, Robin was going to go off and I wasn't even going to be able to follow. I guess Silas is right about, you know, we only have so much energy. You only have so much energy to do the things that you guys do, you're saying. Well, at least I, I tried to turn into something to follow Robin and I couldn't. And you couldn't? No. You don't think you've lost it, do you? I don't think so. I just feel tired, you know, like, like when you exercise and then you're, you're kind of sore and tired afterwards, but you know that, you know, you'll feel a little bit better the next, the next day. No. Okay. I, 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 I a, a friend of mine used to run track and convince <laughs> me to go to the gym with them every once in a while. And I wasn't very good at the weightlifting and it was, I was very, very sore. Um, it didn't really. Hmm do too much but yeah i it kind of feels like that i don't know maybe maybe we'll just have to sit for a little while yeah because i'm wondering like I, I would say like what are you doing differently but look at us we're doing everything differently all the time so <laughs> yeah yeah i don't i don't know i don't know i mean this whole place is different right yeah i mean that octopus that was um on your shoulder yeah. did you see it before when it was giant yeah i'm surprised none of you did it was giant no. it filled the entire pool it was like climbing up the walls it was i mean it's a giant octopus it feels a little redundant to say it was giant but it it's the biggest animal i think i've ever seen i wonder if i can How turn did you not that. your pants I think I was more excited at the time. I thought I'd come to talk. You weren't excited to see it? I couldn't see anything, Neb. I was trying to like figure myself out and get my ax out of my pants because I, I knew something just happened and something was about to happen. That's why I you know, was ready to go, but I'm, 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 I'm one thing I've noticed about you, you're, you're quite small. Really? But... Thanks. Thanks, Veriza. I hadn't yeah, noticed let's, myself. Let's, let's set this picture real quick. Uh, so you're sitting on these like armchairs in the observatory. Everyone else is behind you, potentially snoring, uh, you know, on the on the beds. Uh, you can keep that airlock door open so that you are available to them should disaster strike. Um, but you're sitting in these these armchairs that look out on this vast Again, darkness, but there's still this phytoplankton floating through the air. So it's still very much like looking out at the night sky. Um, and you also watch again, like like fireflies being eaten by you know bullfrogs. Just a little light will go out here and there uh, as the fish feast on the phytoplankton. Um, as you know, Neb, you're curled up in one armchair, barely taking up half of it. Feruza, you sit down and just spread and there's you know legs and limbs and arms all over and and you know i probably neb's head comes up to about your <laughs> armpit height as you sit there next to each other um mm -hmm. but it's quite peaceful it's very quiet other than the snores of your allies yeah. I, I mean i would be kind of nervous but one thing i wanted to say is that you over time you've definitely been less nervous or scared of things that are sort of coming at you here. I mean, you would think someone of your of your size would see something that big and be forever shaken. You know what I mean? 
I mean, it was a little scary when there was a moment where I thought it was going to pull me into the pool, but I figured it, it it's an animal. It's, I don't think it was doing it maliciously. I think it just was doing what animals do on instinct, I guess, you know? But yeah. I mean, we found out at the bottom of the mine that we're we're supposed to be here. That's right. Doesn't that give you any kind of hope that we're we're doing this right if that, that if we're here and if we're finding all these shard pieces and, and doing what we're supposed to be doing, that like I don't believe in fate, but like someone planned this for us and that that gives me a little bit of hope, right? Rosa takes off her glasses that don't have lenses anymore and wipes the absent lenses on her shirt and puts them back on her face, <laughs> instinctively not even realizing what she just did. Yeah, you know, this is what I, that's kind of what I've been struggling with. You know, I kind of tend to break things down because that's what I do for work. You know, you have to take something and you break it down into pieces. So it's either one, we were brought here to solve something or do something, specifically us, to do the thing. And then if we succeed, we're supposed to go wherever we're supposed to go back to our respective lives. Or number two, which is we're supposed to be here. And whatever is happening to us, including my height, Silas's general attitude problem, Maeve's hair, Robin, yeah. And then you turning into animals and stuff. That's part of what we're going to be here. So it's one of the two. It can't be both? Why are you trying to confuse things, Matt? It's the middle of the night. I've hardly eaten. I'm not exactly tired yet, but I had, okay, I, okay, let's just, if it's both, what that means is that at some point we'll have to make a choice. That's if you're right. If you're it, wrong, well, that's another thing. Well, I'm, I don't know any more than you do. I know when we talked about this the last time that, I mean, it was a, a couple of days ago, but some, some, some of us want to stay no matter what. And some people I think would want to go. I, I hope we get that choice for the people who want to go. I wouldn't want anyone to stay simply because they have to. So. I don't, I hope so. I, that's what I'm, that's what I'm hoping, but I do want to stay and see what else happens. I mean, hopefully we save Ivy and then I don't know what happens next, but I'm excited to find out. Yeah. It, it, my feelings, have, they fluctuate. They go back and forth. I, 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 I will give you this. I like when I feel like I'm, I'm leaning into something that I can do that I never thought I could do before. Right. You know, yeah. that part, that's the part that makes me, it makes me feel like, like this, this is, I, I feel more alive than I've ever felt before. Do you feel that way when you turn into a rat or a, say, a snail or, or any of it? And any of the the magical things we've been able to do i feel exactly the same really alive right yeah when i feel like i want to rip something to shreds i feel alive neb and see 
when Frizz is looking at you and saying this, like you see in her eyes the intensity and those little like electric sparks like in her eyes, like even as she's speaking to you emphat emphatically, I can talk. And that's the part that, that, that's the part that makes me think I, I don't even want to say it, but it makes me feel like I could be something here. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I think you already are something here. I mean, it's amazing the stuff you've been doing. I, I don't think you have to wait. You already are. I'm already what, six six? We'll see. You're you're <laughs> turning we're all turning into something. But what you've already done has been amazing. The things that you've accomplished, the <laughs> The number of times that you've saved us all, the the door, the door that was a turning point for me. No, it was a turning point for me. Do you understand? I've never ripped the door off its hinges before. And it was absolutely epic. And so, don't you feel like you want to know what else are you going to be able to do the longer you stay here? The the more shards we get, the the more we get immersed in this world. Don't you want to find out what happens next? Yes, but don't tell Maeve. <laughs> Why not Maeve? I don't know. Just don't tell her. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, all right. If you, you don't feel comfortable telling Maeve, but I, I think you make some good points that everybody's going to have to grapple with at some point. Because like I said, I hope everybody gets a choice, but I already know what my choice is gonna be if that comes. You've always known, haven't you? That's what I admire about you, besides the fact that you're tiny but mighty. I, I admire the fact that you kind of jumped in with both feet, literally, since the ice monsters. You've always been the one to go in first, like the little chihuahua. Can you turn into a chihuahua? I haven't tried. And no. Neb will take a moment and try to turn into a chihuahua. <laughs> and you see, you see, she just kind of looks like, like it, it's not even a strain. Like she just gets like a tiny bit paler and yeah. like just a little more tired. And she goes, no, I'm just, mm, no, I need a, a rest, I think, before I can do that again. But I'll try a chihuahua the next chance I get. I'm supposed to turn into a dinosaur for Silas. So I'll, I'll just start a list for people. All right. And on that note. All right. <laughs> She's going to lean back in her chair and just look yes. out. Yeah. <clears throat> and enjoy the night. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> as it starts to come towards the end of your shift, the currents have shifted and the bioluminescent phytoplankton have taken the current away. Uh, it is now really quite, quite dark down here and very still and very quiet. Uh, you've never really in in darkness like this other than potentially those of you who climbed through the caves at the mine <laughs> um it's uh you know it's it's really very little is penetrating down here so your time is up after your uh watch and you go and uh wake up Maeve and Silas who are next as we're walking out just before we wake them up I'll, I'll look over mm -hmm. at Faruz and say so so you you really can't see anything. Like it's dark, but I can, I can see. Wait a minute, Bruce is gonna put her hand all the way down on Neb's shoulder. 
and say, what do you, what do you mean you, you, you can see, you can see in, the, in this, this darkness completely? A little bit. No. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> you just figured out another skill you have, whatever. Because no, I can't see bleep in here. Yeah. Well, Robin is able to make light and, and uh, Silas is able to make light. Can you, can you do like lightning light? I don't want to try in this small space. I'm still kind of traumatized after seeing Silas in that wetsuit half naked with a heart on. I mean, heart's on! I mean, heart's on! <laughs> Sorry, Adam. Apologies to mm. oh, no. everyone at home. <laughs> you it's know, I one of those. He has no shame. Hearts. <laughs> Okay, can you rewind? Can you rewind that, Josh? No, no, rewinding on live stream. Live, oh no! And all of our friends. If we were actually, if we were actually live, there you have it, right, Oh my God, I'm actually blushing. I'm sorry. Check out my. good. You know what? I think it's worse. It's about time that we all go to sleep. I'm really, really tired, and then we whip them up and go to sleep. All right, we'll do that. We'll wake them up. And Fruz is going to crawl into her, squeeze into her top I think, bunk. I think Fruz is going to wake in. up Maeve and Neb's going to wake up Silas in this yeah. room, probably. <laughs> poke, poke in the foot, poke in the foot, poke in the poke, foot. Poke, poke. Faruza, you, you fold yourself up into that top bunk like a like a daddy long legs, just yeah. holding in on himself, on themselves. Um, and uh, yeah, Silas and Maeve, you are awoken. I don't know how many times I've got to tell Neb that she cannot <laughs> poke my feet to wake me up because like, you know, I'm a black belt in Taekwondo and it's like just a reflex, like, you know, just like completely like just, you know, like, and I'm just afraid I'm going to bust her nose or something. Perhaps you should focus on learning to control those. Uh... It's, it's, it's like, I, I mean, it's it's like a danger response. Like when when I'm asleep, I'm not in my right mind. Like if you well, then why you don't slept? you tell her how you'd like her to like to wake you up? I, I have like multiple times. I think. I think. <laughs> I'm not sure you have because knowing Neb, she'd be doing that. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. I mean, I, I know I've thought it several times though. I mean, I know that things you're thinking are manifesting, but with people, you probably should use your words as well. Yes. I don't know if I can explain how confusing that is, though. Like, there are plenty of things that I think that I've said, and it feels like I've said them, but then I haven't said them. And, then you can ask. Well, that is really inefficient. Did I just say what I just Less said? Less so than not telling people. I don't and know. Then did I just tell you that I? Out? You did, did I tell just me. tell you? You okay. did. All right. So maybe we should come up with a code word for when I don't say something that I'm thinking. Feels a bit overcomplicated, but sure. Okay. If you'd like. We can't use Frankenbeans. We're already using that for other things. Yes, um, we're using that for a thing which I completely remember. Yeah. So, um, how are you doing with all this, Maeve? 
Well, I'm sitting at the bottom of the ocean. Where a giant squid just came. And attacked my friend and then befriended my friend and then my other friend. Went and swam it out in the middle of the ocean. I know it's um, great, right? It's, uh... Eh. Oh, you don't have the same reaction, obviously. No, it's just, it's, it's not how I expect to spend my weekend. Let me ask this. Is it better than how you think you would be spending your weekend right now? Is this the weekend, by the way? <laughs> not a clue. You didn't answer my question, though. Do you think it's I'm better? I'm thinking about it. Oh, okay. See, I just like you, like... My, my thoughts don't just instantly. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I get that a lot. So... I don't know. I think it's certainly different. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've done some pretty incredible things. I suppose. First of all, I think you can pick locks better than me. Well, thanks. That's an accomplishment. I appreciate that. I mean, really, like, because I used to do it professionally. You never did any of this professionally. You never stole. Did you ever steal anything? I started to look at him. Oh, come on. We've got like three hours or something like what, what is, what is, I, I won't even say the most expensive, because honestly, the most expensive thing that I stole was not like my favorite thing that I stole. So I'm going to say, what is the, your favorite thing you've ever stolen? My favorite thing I ever stole. Hmm. I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah so my favorite <laughs> my favorite was definitely detective comics batman's first appearance so they were trying to sell this at an auction for way too much money and i've got plenty of money i could have bought it but it was more the principle of it and so um i i stole it and uh you know Thankfully, at comic book auctions, the security's not that tight. But, um, but yeah, that was my favorite thing I've ever stolen. And it was actually, it was graded really, really highly. So it, it was that old. And, of course, they take the, the age of the comic into But if you're keeping it, do you keep it in the bag? Or do you actually... No, 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 no. No, that's, that's what I'm trying to say here is it's not in a bag. It is like vacuum sealed in a case now because they created... So, so you buy a comic that you can never read. Doesn't that well, no, defeat no, no, the purpose no, you, of the comic? No, you read it in digital. Like you read the, read, read the comic on your iPad and then you stare at the beautiful, you know, perfectly preserved item on your, your wall. It's like staring at a replica of the Mona Lisa. You're, you're missing the point there. If you're If you're not actually looking at the thing, if you're... It's it's the keeping, it's the keeping action figures in the plastic. You're never getting to play with them. Well, I'm an adult. I'm not going to play with action figures. I'm going to stare at them. Being I look at on his ring. 
Yeah, okay. It's a good point. You know, honestly, there was an old show that I watched called Pete Pete. You ever heard of that? Oh, one? I remember that show. Yeah, that show was awesome. And there was this one episode where and, and this is it reminds me what you're saying here. There's this one episode. They show it on the uh the old time Nickelodeon. Oh my the one where they do the flashbacks. Yeah, I guess. Wow. So Nick old. at night. Um, so do they, do they still I, I don't know if they still do nick at night for the kids with the stuff that we grew up with but um there was this episode i think it was called inspector 34 and it was an underwear there's been a lot of talk about underwear uh, tonight but um there's been an underwear be inspector. Day or something. yeah it must be it must be but uh underwear inspector that always did everything perfectly Okay, so That's a terrible job to have. Yeah, it it was amazing <laughs> to inspect though. everyone's underwear. Well, yeah, but but did everything perfectly, carried himself in a perfect way, and they kept trying to uh, Pete and Pete try to trip him up the entire episode, like like the entire episode, and he did everything perfectly. So they had right, this not challenge found underwear. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had this challenge at the end where they were like, "Oh, we're gonna get him now. We're gonna give him some juicy." wet barbecue chicken and then we're gonna see if he can eat that perfectly without getting it on himself or any of these kind of things and see what you just said there that reminds me of that because i have that comic book you know on my wall back home but you're right i don't read it and so even though it's a 9.7 on the grade which is just super high for one that old um even though it seems like perfection is it perfection unless I enjoy it? Because he went to eat that barbecue chicken and he didn't sp spill a drop, like not a single drop. And then everybody realized, but wait, he didn't eat the barbecue chicken perfectly because part of the experience is getting it all over yourself. And then apparently inspecting people's underwear. I'm still hung up on that part of this. Everybody's hung up on underwear tonight. I don't understand it. I just don't understand, first of all, how that's a profitable job. And second of all, what you'd be inspecting for. Well, it was like in the early 90s, I think. So maybe there were jobs for that back then. But anyway, I guess what that I'm saying is... That sector's been automated now. <laughs> I think that that is an analogy for what you're saying. And honestly... I'm not going to say that I'm going to get back home if we ever get back home and crack open that Detective Comics because it can pull probably down about 3.5 mil if I wanted to sell it. But I do think it will make me think about that. I just think that if you're going to steal something, you want to enjoy it, you know? So, you've had time to think. I was listening to stories about underwear inspectors and comics. Uh, no, I think... I think it's a candy bar. You stole a candy bar? I did. You're, you're a criminal. I know. What kind of candy that bar was, was it? It was a... Oh, what were they called? It was a bounty bar. Oh, okay. Not my favorite, but, but hey, this is your story. It's great. I can change it if you'd like. No, no, no. Does that mean... When I was 13 years old, and tell 13-year-old Maeve, hey, someday you're going to meet a guy named Silas, and he's going to tell you he doesn't like this kind of candy bar. Switch it up for this one. 
But then I would have mastered time travel, so that's pretty cool. Wait, does that mean you're lying to me right now? Or did you actually steal that candy bar? What do you think? I don't know. Can I make an insight check? <laughs> <laughs> or you can make it? Sure. Uh, let's you can see. Um, yeah, go ahead. Make an insight check if you want to. Um, uh, plus, plus one. A plus one. Oh, me? I'm doing Okay, let's see. Um, Maeve, give me a... Are, you mean, if you would like to, you can roll either a deception check or... Uh, uh, let's see, what would be a good one? I'll plug my ears up. Or like a, <laughs> or a performance or, a, or even a stealth, because you might be telling the truth, but you're just being coy about it. So whichever you'd like, roll something and then I'll compare. 17. A 17. So Silas, you do see through, but only a sliver, Maeve. Just a sliver. Give him a hint. You've certainly seen Maeve eat sweets before. <laughs> and there's a tiny bit of glee not in the telling of the story but in the memory of it all right fair enough i mean you know a, a candy bar is definitely a uh, a very valuable score depending on who is making that score so but the better part of the story oh okay yeah here we go is then you have to fill it back up with something replace it so no one knows until they someone else goes and takes it take an old sandwich and roll it up barbecued chicken if you like i mean my mind went right to a baby ruth and then what would you fill that up with like you know your your dog's kind of gone out done its business or whatever so did you actually do that like not not, not the, with dog, the dog's business but, but with a yeah, sandwich the fun of it. The fun is not the actual prize, though. So you mm. just mess around with people for the joy of it. It's the skill. I mean, and just slightly also, sadistic, but I mean, you know. It's just fun. But if no one notices. But I mean, if no one notices, is it fun? It's fun to know that eventually someone will find out. Have you ever messed with me about anything? Maybe. What was it? That would take away the fun, <laughs> thing, wouldn't it? Oh, now. Oh, now. <laughs> Got my eye on you. All right. As the two of you continue to shoot the proverbial... But, but I'll add this. It's say. <laughs> Go ahead. I didn't know you that well yet. Got it. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. You know, Maeve, I'm glad you didn't ask me if I've messed with you. Have you? I mean... I didn't know you that well yet. Fair enough. 
your shift comes to a close. There's a little bit of extra respect. <laughs> a little bit of extra respect. That, yeah, that sliver of insight continues to give you that, <laughs> Silas. Um, you all head back to your bunks uh, where you were sleeping previously and curl up after you have uh, woken uh, hope, 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 hope Robin for her last. Silas goes yeah. and tugs on Miss Robin's foot. Okay. <laughs> which is, which, whose boots have been repaired and placed in the corner, I assume. Yes. <laughs> to dry. Yes. All right, oh. Robin. Yes. Go ahead. Robin is, you know, gonna slip out of bed and see everybody getting tucked away and she's gonna tiptoe over and make a, a she's gonna pretty much run them dry of all the tea that might be here. <laughs> she's just tea tea after tea after tea just to stay warm. Mm -hmm. um, and she's gonna go into the observation room and she's grabbed her her book, her album mm. um, album book and she's going to, actually take us you know she's gonna set it down on a table and kind of wince at the fact that when she fell in the water it went too mm. so there's some warping and some of the writing may have smudged but you know she she just needs the pictures to remember she, the notes and stuff can fade and she's gonna look over at the the glass and she's just gonna walk over and and with her tea and she's just gonna be like oh harold I saw another Crumple today. Do you remember Crumple? He was such a lovely little octopus. He would always follow us around and try to tickle our fit, our flippers. Oh, I wish you could have been here to see it. <sighs> and she starts to kind of hum to herself and she just, and she's kind of like dancing around the room a little bit. And she's like, when you go on adventure, don't forget your dentures. Take a walk around the block and come back to me. I love you, Harold. And she just kind of sits there with her book and looks over her pictures. As you open your eyes and say, I love you, Harold. Give me a perception check. It's a 16. Up above, you're pretty sure this storm is raging. But as you look out at the distance, you see a flash of green way off in the dark, almost as if there's a cloud of lightning underneath the water that just flickers green and then goes out. Just for a brief second, you're almost not sure you saw it. <clears throat> uh, Robin makes some, she's almost gonna be thinking back to her his, history of, of being mm -hmm. in the water and just trying to maybe me make a mental note of, have I ever seen that before? Sort we'll of. Do a history check. All right, let's do it. History, history. Oh, I got a plus five. Let's go. Mm. Uh, it's a 16. It's a 16. Pretty good. Um, you're thinking back. It's certainly never nothing that you've seen before. But you do know that not unlike the phytoplankton and jellyfish and certain other 
forms of sea creatures. There are things that create light. Um, you've never seen it before, but from the distance away, you can tell whatever it was, it was big. Far bigger than the octopus. Well, I just hope it's not a giant electric eel. That would be bad. I better not say that out loud and give anybody some ideas either. Oh, well. <laughs> and she'll just go back to her book. Back to book and read. Um, after four hours, a little bit of light from above is starting to, you know, pierce its way uh, through the the 68 feet of water. Um, it's starting to get a little bit lighter. There's some light in here, even without the uh, electric lights on. Uh, your friends and, and allies begin to rise um if they if you made enough tea and coffee there may be some waiting for you <laughs> all on the counter um as you all begin to wake up in this sea lab as neb wakes up the first thing she does is grab her notebook that has mm -hmm. pages ripped out of it and mm -hmm. a drawing from silas and a drawing from her brother and she's going to flip to one of the the blank pages and she's if you come on over, she's just idly trying to draw an octopus over and over and over again. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that good. It's very cartoonish, but every one she tries to draw gets a little bit better. Ooh. <laughs> uh, by the way, Neb, uh, Silas had something he wanted to talk to you about. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. I mean, that wasn't as slick as doing it with a code word, but that is very helpful, Maeve. Um, <laughs> So, so Neb, I have very yeah. ticklish feet. That was the code word, Silas. <laughs> Got it. That's smart, too. Your ticklish um, feet have a code word? Yeah, ticklish feet, um, lots of kicking, um, you know, little kids in you the might die. class. Um, yeah, so, like, when you're waking me up, I am a very heavy sleeper, and sometimes when I come out, I, um, I have harmed people that I care about before on accident. And so I just wanted to, now, we're not talking about like hospital or anything, but I've kind of just kicked somebody <laughs> in the face. So, um, so poke and duck is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, that as long as you're aware of the risk, whatever you want to do to wake me up, that's perfectly fine. If you want to take like a poker and do it, you know, like um, if you want to turn into an animal with long appendages and do it, you know, whatever. You that seems like overkill. Well, what would you prefer? Um, well, I mean, if you um, if you just you know come you know somewhat close to my ear and just say, "Little Silas, will you wake up, please?" and just kind of sing that over and over at a low volume to start and a slightly increasing volume until I finally wake up. That's probably the safest way. But if you don't want to go through all of that, then um, maybe just poke me somewhere. Um, up higher than my feet. Oh, so you just kick people? You don't actually try to like? Punch I haven't them or punched anything? anyone before. No. <laughs> okay. Well, I I can't guarantee that my singing voice is going to be anywhere near as good as that. But totally I'll totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. The importance is the volume modulation. Okay. Softer. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to be an alarm clock, is what you're saying. One of those uh, alarms that just gets louder and louder is the, the yeah, okay. I, I mean, uh, and again, if you don't want to do that, then, you know, that that's perfectly fine. You just asked me what I would prefer, and I thought I would be honest with you. 
How many people have you told this that this is the preferred way you have to wake up? Or do you I have mean, it like on your phone that this is like the ringtone or something? Yeah, I mean, no one's ever asked me how I prefer to be woken up. So <laughs> like this is the first time I'm telling anyone. Um, it's just always been an alarm clock before. Okay, that makes sense. All right, so singing softly into ear or poking and ducking can do. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> We're just like tapping on the arm or something. I don't know. Silas sounds deadly with all of his appendages. So I think wherever <laughs> I'm going to tap, he's just going to. Maybe on the forehead. I, he could headbutt me. You don't know. With all he was a talking. secret agent. We should tie Silas up at night so that we can wake him by tapping him. Like a werewolf put me in a cage. Or, hey, we can put me in the silver box on the train. Because obviously that's where they kept werewolves. As soon as we find out that you're a werewolf, that's what we'll do. But until I then. Be a werewolf. Like, do you think they have werewolves here? Well, I hope not because you'll get your fur wet when we go out to swim towards the boat. And I. You know, we can do can't. it after. I can become a werewolf when we go to the uh, forest or whatever that is. That's That's more thematically appropriate. That makes sense. Speaking of, so are we going out towards the boat? Well, uh, I mean, for Feruza, yes, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Feruza forgets where she is. So you guys who are all, you guys are all talking and stuff, and she sits up really fast <gasps> oh. and like, <gasps> really, ah, back. No. And, <laughs> all you guys hear is boom, and she's like, <laughs> coffee, <laughs> coffee. Uh, I'm rubbing off on all of you. <laughs> uh, uh, one uh -huh. bludgeoning, please, Feruza. <laughs> One oh. self-inflicted bludgeoning damage. I love, I love how Deb got close to the microphone and yeah. said that like an NPR One bludgeoning. announcer. One bludgeoning. Please, Marissa. You did it to yourself. You have only yourself to blame. I had a nightmare of somebody was singing like a, a, a lullaby to Silas or something. But it, I mean, it's really weird. That was just a request. I mean, I request things all the time that don't happen. I want to clarify that. That's a that's another consequence I'll have to keep in mind if I'm going to do the singing. Is that might that might be someone else's nightmare? But it's good to know. I'll just be soft enough that we don't wake Peruza. Peruza, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's, it was just. I mean, I slept like folded up like on the bed, but I. I mean, I slept <laughs> fine considering. But it's like, and as she like unfolds, it's like. <laughs> Yeah, sort of all noises. The morning <laughs> cracking as things go into place. Yep. Wow. Yeah, all right. It really does feel like this place getting smaller. It really does. I think we should get out of here soon. Oh, you guys, I just also I just also want to reflect. I mean, yesterday, wasn't it amazing? I mean, we really avoided a sticky situation, didn't you? You know, I just needed to wake you guys up a little bit. So, yes, scuba time, right? Am I right? So, what do we know about scuba? Or need to know about scuba? Do she you told us, like, on. the whole lesson yesterday. Uh, <laughs> something underwater breathing apparatus. I forgot what the S is. Something something underwater breathing apparatus. Something we have hand, hand signals. Wait, hand the hand signals, signals. yes. All right. right. 
Yes, we have self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Uh, yes, Robin sat you all down. She gave you the primer course on scuba diving. Um, you know, it's 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 still not what you would have gotten for a certification, but it will get you in the water. So you all are generally proficient with your scuba set. Um, the main thing that you learned is that on your tanks, they have these aluminum 80 tanks is what they call them. Um, you can get about 30 to 60 minutes, depending on your breath capacity, how much air you are using. So some of you like Feruza and Silas, who are a little bit bigger, will probably use up air faster. Panic will make you lose air, use air faster. Silas is using that tank so fast. <laughs> at a, at the deeper you go, the more air you will use because it is compressed further in the, in the pressure of the the air of the water so you're not entirely short now there are um uh, a submersible pressure gauge there's a dive computer things like that that will alert you uh at your you know what levels you are at so that's never going to be a total surprise um you also know that you can free dive here as you saw neb and robin do uh, you are pressurized to this environment um if you can hold your breath there is you certainly don't have to use tanks uh, the whole time. So, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. Robin did swim. She swimmed out. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, as you guys were talking about, I guess about tanks and stuff. Bruce is just going to angle toward Robin, and, and you know, she's like, "Wow, that's like the third time you've used the loo. How much tea did you drink last night?" <laughs> I'm a little wired now. <laughs> Like I, mean, I, I, you, <laughs> I, uh, I, I've never scuba dived before. I, it's just not something I've ever done. I've been way more comfortable with an axe than I've ever been with the water, ocean. Be careful but, um, with that around the hoses. Yeah, like I'm in New York City, we don't swim in the East River. That's so am I. <laughs> that's right, that's I mean, right. no we'll one ever wants to swim in the East River. I think that's what no. mobster stories are all yeah. about in the cement shoes. I don't think that's a thing. Mm. Unless you want to be a superhero, that's where you swim. <laughs> Never mind. Don't don't, um, don't tell Silas that. <laughs> uh, but uh, Robin, I, you you were able. Uh, how was it when you were swimming in the uh, in the water uh, yesterday without a, a tank on? I mean, I knew I wasn't going too far, and I've been known to be able to hold my breath for a little while, you know, you gotta work up the lungs and kind of condition yourself, but uh, it was beautiful. Freezing, not beautiful. <laughs> so is this wetsuit gonna keep something us Something we don't have time to do here. What's that? Condition ourselves. Yes, but it'll be fine. The tanks will take care of you. The, the wetsuits will keep you as warm as possible. And you just have to rely on, on the on the scuba equipment and you, sh you just be calm and don't worry. All right. I so will the be there for you. Mm-hmm. I okay. trust you, Miss Robin. I was I, a I lifeguard once and I'll be able to get you guys back. Don't worry. The main thing that Robin is going to remind you is that you are pressurized to this environment and going to the surface at any speed 
is incredibly dangerous. So she's going to impress upon you. Like what, once what kind again. of dangerous? Like, uh, you know, my head's going to explode dangerous. Well, just, remember dangerous. the second rule of scuba that I was telling you at first, you learned what scuba meant. Then you learned about the bends. Do you remember Silas about the bends? I remember the bends, but I don't remember what they do. <laughs> They're really bad. It's Is it like of... head explodes or just pass out? Uh, somewhere in between strokes, you get a heart decompression time. sickness. Yes, uh, Robin, why are we doing you. this? <laughs> it causes it. air bubbles to appear inside your blood, depends oh. where they appear. If it's your brain, that's a stroke. If it's your heart, that's a heart attack. If it's your joints, it's just some joint pain. Uh, I'm just a the land worse. Thief. It what is. are we doing down here, Silas? Just, just keep this in your mind. If you start to panic, don't go up. Go back to the moon pool, okay? Just keep that mm -hmm. in your peripheral. Don't go up, go straight. Okay. All right, keep it simple. Suiting up. Suiting up. Suiting up. I'm gonna suit up. I'm gonna get all ready to scuba. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. After we jump in, because uh, I wanna, Neb wants to be able to test out the mm -hmm. how everything works and mm -hmm. make sure it's working. And then she's gonna try to turn into a giant octopus. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so we'll we'll, we'll come to that. Yeah. So you are all pulling on your wetsuits. You are able to find ones that fit you relatively well. There is a a, a general range of sizes. Uh, you know, human beings such as yourselves were the researchers here. There is that <laughs> extra suit, so you can swap out and find what fits you best. Um, mm. There are um, you know obviously six tanks all set up and ready to go, and you see. Oh, what did I say? I said it last time, but I don't remember what I said. How many? Uh, 10 oxygen yes. tanks, each yes, lasting 10. 30 to 60 minutes. So there are 10 oh. tanks um, beyond the six that are attached to your equipment already. Um, you are ready to go. There are flippers to help you swim at speed so that you can no longer are halved. Um, and yes, in your wetsuits, you uh, will not have to make saves against the cold. Oh, great. You all put your legs on the sunken moon pool, stand up in the water. Yes. Put your breathing devices, your regulators in your mouth and take your first breath of compressed air. It is cold. It has a slight kind of metallic-y taste to it. As you, Robin instructs you to get used to it, as you slowly dunk down, it is the bizarrest feeling to be under the water and yet breathing and it does you know gonna take a couple of you a, a little bit of a minute to adjust psychologically to this idea mm -hmm. of breathing underwater yeah all right you push off into the area surrounding the habitat behind you you can see it kind of get smaller as you kick your flippers staying about three feet above the ocean floor and begin to make your way towards the ship in the distance. Now, I'm gonna, yes. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> now we're here. I'm going to my way up to uh, Robin and tap on the shoulder to, to get her attention and then wave and then move back a few feet. Not going to salute? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think she knew. She knows that the saluting okay. happened. Okay. 
So move back a few feet and yes. is going to think of all the drawings that she did in her book of the octopus mm -hmm. and is going to picture that octopus in her head. And all of you watch as tiny little octopus, little tiny octopus. Oh, <laughs> does, does Silas actually see that? Though? Yep. She would, she would have motioned and been in a place so that you could all okay, watch just her do this, sure. but she's, she's hundred percent expecting to be a giant octopus. And then instead is a, uh, a small octopus. <laughs> and, and there's a moment of her flailing around like, well, this isn't what I was expecting, but at least I have all my tentacles. Um, uh, Robin will look how, how <laughs> tiny you are, signal to Silas, and kind of point at Neb and then do a, like a shine bright, <laughs> like point so that we I don't lose Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, and Silas just doing this off of like hand signals. Yes. Um, swims up to the octopus. I will wave and, a tentacle. <laughs> and you see that he starts to uh, kind of light up his hand and it looks like the green ray of like battle light that you've seen from him before. <laughs> um, because like he has no idea what Robin is actually saying. And then at the very last moment when, when Neb kind of waves the tentacle, he's like... <laughs> <laughs> And he's like mouthing stuff and he cannot be seen. You can't mouth. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a regulator. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And so he's trying to, and he's like, oh. he's like, um, and then he uh, just kind of, you know, like tries to sign like, sorry, you know, and then he's like, and then he comes up and just touches the forehead of the octopus with a uh, light. All right. Neb, you shine bright like a diamond. Uh, can I see when that happens? You can. Okay. We'll allow it. Uh, give us a little description of, of what your Neb tiny octopus looked like. So she was thinking of the giant octopus. So she's trying to emulate that. But it yeah. ends up being this this small, this small right. octopus. It looks like a normal octopus, uh -huh. although you do see that the eyes are blue. Mm -hmm. And she hasn't figured out the camouflage yet <laughs> so as you poke her and make her light up um all of her tentacles start flashing in a bunch of different colors that she <laughs> hasn't really figured out how to control and doesn't quite know why yeah. and so you just see this like strobe effect happening with the light until she finally kind of just stops and every one of her tentacles is just like slightly off brown <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> um, I am going to say while you are lit up by Silas, you will have disadvantage on your stealth checks. That's fair. Oh, <laughs> They'll still fair. be good, good octopusy, you know, uh, stealth checks, but uh, they will be disadvantaged. I mean, being perfectly honest, like Adam, the player, yeah. had no clue what Hope was getting at. So Silas <laughs> hoped that that's what she meant. There you go. That's, that's the hope. Like, I didn't know either. That's perfect. All of you it. continue to describe your gestures and the yeah. things that you're trying to communicate as if you have a regulator in your mouth and cannot communicate that way. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you can take it out if you want to stop breathing that air or if you want to use your mouth for something else. Um, all right. <laughs> you all begin. Like, Turn Neb. <laughs> you all begin to kick your way uh, that direction. Neb, you are starting to figure out what this is and can uh, elongate and 
you know, kind of <laughs> in and out your way yeah. <laughs> uh, forward, you can keep up really pretty well with all of these folks, uh, sort of doing your own thing off to the side as you, you follow them along. Uh, so I'm going to say it's been about seven to eight minutes. You took some time getting used to the regulator. You know, now you're starting to move your way across. By the time you can really see the ship begin to come into your vision. Mm -hmm. It's big, but not huge. Uh, looking at it from where you are, it's probably a good another 30 feet from you at this point. It looks like it's about 120 feet long. I'm sorry, 180 feet, 180 feet long, 30 feet mm -hmm. tall about 15 feet wide. The back end of it is lodged on some of the rocks of the kind of rocky ground. This is much more cliffy, rocky area over here. You remember from looking up above, these cliffs go straight in, there's no beach. So this is the rocks that are kind of petering off from that. The front end, end however, is hanging off a steep drop. Uh, you can see from here, it's deeper than the light from above will penetrate. And as you sort of turn your bodies and look up towards the surface of the water, uh, you see it's just roiling. 70 feet above, this water is churning. Um, it is white water. Uh, you didn't check your gauges before you go, but if you had to guess, you're looking at 20, 30 foot waves up there on the surface. Whoa. Down here, you feel a slight wave, you know, current deep, you know, deep below, but you are just low enough that that wind and pressure that's moving that above, you seem to be below the, the majority of the power of that. Um, as you look at it from here, um, you can see it is fairly well preserved in this cold water. There are absolutely places where some of the iron has rusted away and there are holes. Um, it is quite overgrown. Barnacles, uh, all of the rock faces. Uh, there is cold water coral that grows in this area that have kind of grown up around the, uh, the back end of this ship. Uh, and it is kind of a ghostly figure ahead of you. Um, yeah, what would you like to do? The the main thing you notice, you know, it's this kind of it's a solid side, and the main thing you notice is there's a you know the smokestack that sticks up. This is a steam, uh, you know, uh, steamship. Not you know runs not unlike the train that you guys have, have learned about. There's a big smokestack mm -hmm. that's sticking up in the middle. Um, there are some tall masts with some you know pulley crane systems on them, uh, and uh, a bunch of decks that are a little bit higher than the. Uh, main hull and i would say let's take our break here and when we okay. come back next week we'll begin oh, to explore our sunken ship anything if you want to say something for Riza? no no you're no? right you're right am i right okay good yeah. <laughs> thank you all so much for this week happy valentine's day all of you everyone at home thank you for being here and remember that life itself is the most wonderful fairy tale good night Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.